Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, Toronto writer and commentator. Twice a week, I offer my take on the world, from craven politics and unchecked ambition to secret sauces, bitter loss, and fist-pumping redemption. They're stories to live by. Quirky, high-style, tear-jerking, funny ha-ha, sometimes funny peculiar. My tales don't walk down the sidewalk and browse in the windows. They sneak into alleyways and come out onto different worlds. Alex Brown narrates each mini-podcast to bring to your ears what you see with your eyes in my twice-a-week blogs. And now, today's episode of Ramsey Writes. How Will You Die? Written by Bob Ramsey. Likely from heart disease or cancer, which is what 52% of the world's 8 billion people will die from, no matter their age or homeland. But most of us don't believe that. We reliably underestimate the fact that cancer and heart disease will take one in two of us. We also chronically overestimate how many people will die by a murder, auto accidents, drug and alcohol addiction, terrorism, and even lightning. In other words, we don't die from what we think we will die from. The idea that people are wrong about important things, always wrong, wrong everywhere, comes with some big costs, like spending less money on cancer and heart disease than we should. But it also prompted the polling firm Ipsos to start a series in 2012 called The Perils of Perception to explore the yawning gap between what is demonstrably true and what people think is true. Subjects range from climate change and fake news to obesity and the very rich. Two years ago, Ipsos asked people in 40 countries why they're so wrong about things like causes of death, climate change, the sex lives of young people, immigrant numbers, overcrowding in prisons, and much more. Yes, it was done before COVID hit, But again, rather than nullifying the validity of a global survey, it may confirm this one's central thesis. Question. How many people die every year? Answer. About 60 million. Question. How many people have died in the pandemic in the last 18 months since March 2020? Take a second and guess. The answer is 4.7 million. So, that's 7.8% which is statistically significant for sure, but not upendingly so. Back to the really big killers, year in, year out. While 32% of us die from heart disease, only 11% of us think heart disease will kill us. That's an astounding mismatch between perception and reality. Three times more people die from a heart attack, say, than we think. So, why aren't governments installing portable defibrillators on every street corner? Mine cost me $750. But let's say the government could buy in bulk and paid $400 each. And there are, oh, at a wild guess, 50,000 urban intersections in Canada. That adds up to a measly $20 million on a healthcare budget of $265 billion. True, my numbers aren't as airtight as Ipsos's. But you get the point. There's also a big gap between cancer deaths and myths around them. Cancers account for 24% of the world's deaths, say one in four. But the world thinks it takes only 15% of us, or one in 6.6 of us. What about dementia and Parkinson's? While 8.8% of global deaths are caused by neurological disorders, the world thinks only 5.4% are. 
This is strange given the epidemic of Alzheimer's in Western countries. Though maybe it's just because I'm old and dementia runs in my family and I forgot my debit card password at the bank machine yesterday. Which brings me to why we get it wrong so much about how we die. For sure, one of the big factors is personal experience. If your father died in a car accident, you'll have a heightened sense of how car accidents can kill. Another perception twister is seeing things in the news. A terrorist bomb will always make the news, and it doesn't take many to make you think you're dying in a terrorist attack is a likely prospect. In 2020, three Americans died in terror bombings, and none so far this year. Also, 49 Americans on average die from lightning strikes, and that number is declining because of better weather apps. In fact, this year there hasn't been a single lightning death in America. Oddly, in Canada in 2020, two people died from terrorism attacks, and this year five Canadians so far have died at the hand of terrorists. Last year, three Canadians died from lightning. Of course, where people get their news can change the news they get. This wasn't a big deal 10 years ago. But when a third of Americans today get their news via Facebook, social media becomes an echo chamber for the news you want to hear. Think for a moment what the big death epidemics are, beyond the pandemic, of course. Well, I often hear of the epidemic of suicide and the epidemic of drug overdoses. Clearly, lots of people hear the same thing. In Canada, we think 7.9% of deaths are caused by overdoses and 6.7% by suicide. In reality, 1.2% of deaths are from drug overdoses and 1.3% of deaths are by suicide. Finally, some people miscalculate deadly danger because they automatically think of the worst way to die and, as a result, terrorism and car accidents take up more space in their fears. Also, reality is skewed because some people fear most what they have the least control over. 30% voted for car accidents and 32% for terrorism, but only 13% for heart disease. The Ipsos survey also ranked responses by the respondent's country. Turkey has the biggest gap between reality and perception, while Brazil has the smallest. Canada stood sixth out of 32 countries, above Saudi Arabia and below Sweden. America stood 17th. A final note on confidence. One of the downsides of the rise of social media and the polarization of the world is their effect on people's self-confidence. If anything, they make it easier than ever to be sure of your opinion. We see this with the anti-vaxxers who, despite science and Alberta, are more strident than ever that they're right. The Ipsos people asked everyone who did the death survey how confident they were in their views. Indians were the most self-confident. 42% of them said they were confident about all their answers, while South Koreans and Brits were the least confident, with only 6% claiming to have any confidence in any of their answers. This could be why the survey also tracked the Dunning-Kruger effect a cognitive bias in which people assess their intelligence as greater than it really is. So, no surprise then that Turkey, which had the most tenuous connection between its citizens' views and reality around the causes of death, were also the most confident in their opinions by far. Which I think has many lessons for how yesterday's federal election 
seems to be turning out. Today's Ramsey Writes was read by Alex Brown. For more information on Bob Ramsey, his work, and all the other things he does besides writing, go to ramseyinc.com. That's R-A-M-S-A-Y-I-N-C dot com. <laughs>